0: You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net/support. Hey, welcome to episode 113 of Flipping Tables. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Edwards.
1: And, uh, I, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. and
0: David is dying again. Yeah. I have to point I, it out.
1: I hate to say it, but uh, I think most of the time my children have come up on this show has been to say, I have gotten sick from my children again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to build up your immune system, though. Apparently that happens in childhood, and you really you're just stuck with what you have now.
1: <laughs> no, this is, uh, it's like a second evolutionary step. It's like, do you deserve to make it to a midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, We do have some follow-up today, and first off, I just have to say, I'm so annoyed that every single time we talk about Apple versus FBI, and we record a few days in advance, there's some huge piece of news, like, (laughs) the day after, like, just kidding, we're not even suing Apple anymore, or whatever. Um, And that happened again, because we were like, well, this isn't over yet, the FBI hasn't officially... Oh, just kidding, right after we record, (laughs) they officially withdrew their request. So, that happened, and... I propose we don't talk about news of that sort anymore.
1: I agree. I mean, we have to put a bow on this, but it was almost like they were just waiting. They're like, <laughs> "Okay, are they are they done recording? Okay, let's change everything now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's have our what's the last piece of news we got to talk about?
1: Uh, just to kind <clears throat> to kind of wrap it up, they uh, the FBI said that they found someone who could help them. They dropped the suit. They said that whoever helped them did successfully crack the phone. And they're insisting, oh, but the way they did it only works on this one phone. <laughs> and now Apple has, of course, come back and been like, yeah, you got to tell us how that
0: happened. Because <laughs> we need to fix it, especially if, you know, maybe it's a vulnerability that lives on in some form.
1: Well, and the odds that it's really only on that one phone. Come <laughs> yeah. on.
0: <laughs> there's all those other police departments that are like looking at the FBI now, like,
1: Hey, can you come visit us? <laughs> hey FBI, you up?
0: <laughs> um, but there are some quotes in the, we have an LA times article about this that we'll share in the show notes, which you can find at sunriserobotnet robot.net slash flipping tables slash 113. Um, And that's uh, this quote, uh, even the White House's cybersecurity coordinator has acknowledged there are times when more people could be harmed by an unfixed security issue than helped by the government covertly using the loophole as part of an investigation. And I was like, you mean almost (laughs) all the time there's more risk of, I mean, yeah, it depends on what the security issue is and how, you know, what it might expose, but it's i'm thinking the 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 tide is on the side of unfixed security is bad for people way more often than it's good for like stopping terrorist attacks or something
1: yeah i mean this is uh is one of those things where it's like before they were acting like no there's never a problem we we can secretly hold the keys so now the fact that they've admitted at all, like, well, maybe sometimes it would be dangerous for us to have a loophole. It's like, oh, my God, how serious must this really be? Uh,
0: but I, I really do want to put this to rest. Um, plenty of other people will cover any new developments that happen in the next two days.
1: I agree. Unless, uh, no, you know what? Screw it. I'd just say we're done with it. I, I was going to try and, like, hedge my bets, but no, whatever. <laughs> we're done. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the other things we talked about last episode was uh, towards the end of our episode before Batman versus Superman was uh, a long discussion of funding open source. And uh, we have some follow-up here. So what happened?
1: <laughs> so uh, one of our listeners who always provides <coughs> so much editing is going to happen, <laughs> uh, always provides really detailed follow-up just... Drowned me in Twitter private messages saying like, here's all the things you said wrong. Here's all the things that you were like kind of mistaken on. I'm happy to say that uh, the most important one I was wrong about is this uh, core infrastructure initiative. Mm -hmm. Apparently after Heartbleed, uh, a bunch of people got together and said, "Uh, let's not let this happen again, (laughs) (laughs) which is, this is exactly the kind of solution I was sort of imagining. So. I'm sort of thrilled to be wrong about this because it's already happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, We just clearly didn't do research. And that's, you know, (laughs) I would admit is uh, (laughs) took Zadarsky at his word and didn't do, I mean, I'm not a journalist, (laughs) Um, but didn't didn't do my due diligence on the topic and happy to be corrected. Love that when, you know, honestly love that when uh, followers will set us straight.
1: Oh no! This is the best of both worlds because not only did someone reach out, which is always cool, you know, as as uh, as someone who puts creative work out into the world, but they told me what I wanted to hear, which is, <laughs> hey, that, that thing you were wishing exists, it already exists. Yeah. I was like, oh, awesome! So this uh, this group, I guess, is run by the Linux Foundation, like that's where all the money goes through, but they're funded by like everyone, yeah, like, Google and Dell and Amazon Web Services and. IBM, like just all all the people.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, one of the other things that this listener pointed out was that uh, some open source projects have switched to more restrictive licenses, like uh, some versions of GPL, I think the third revision or whatever. Um, Again, I'm not an expert on these licenses, but um, that one of the results is in Apple's case for these projects they relied on, um, instead of uh, adopting the new version that has more restrictive licenses... They stick with the old version and slowly replace it with proprietary or um, using Apple's own license on something new they make that is still technically open source but is much less useful and and ends up being something no one else really cares about. And so maybe the, the argument, hey, we should have these licenses that really stick it to these commercial uses, is just like, well, then they'll completely retreat and stop using this entirely.
1: Yeah, I really don't want to screw anybody um i just kind of like the idea of hey you're gonna make a billion dollars off this maybe (laughs) kick in a little i don't know exactly the legal way to frame that but it it seems like an achievable thing right um the other part of this is uh i have been wrongfully saying that bsd is open source and it like it kind of is but it hasn't always been and it (laughs) forked so it was closed source or it was shared source, like mixed, you know, some open, some closed. Then it forked into like free BSD and NetBSD, And then like part of that went into what became OS 10. Like it's very, <laughs> it's super money. So there's a, a diagram on Wikipedia. I'm going to put in the show notes that like, I can't even begin to explain this. It's like just colors and lines and Unix kernels everywhere. <laughs> Uh, And then, oh, there was one other thing from uh, this follow-up that I don't remember if you saw, so I'm going to slack this to you. This is, right now, my favorite open source license.
0: WTFPL?
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh, This is the do what the f you want public license. (laughs) And the full text of the license is Everyone is permitted to copy and distribute verbatim or modified copies of this license document, and changing it is allowed as long as the name is changed. Do what the f*** you want. Publics license, terms, and conditions for copying, distributed, modification. You just do what the f*** you want. <laughs>
0: that is the point, z- or article zero, or however you refer to
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is something of a joke, but, I mean, it's basically like a rewording of the MIT yeah. license. <laughs> yeah. um, but... This is another sort of problem. I yeah, it's kind of like uh, the XKCD 14 standards, we need a standard 15 standards. Yeah. There's a lot of open source licenses, and I don't think everyone is always clear on which one they should be using because there's just so many of them. You know, are, are, do you want to use Apple's open source license? You can. Do you want to use <laughs> MIT? Do you want to use do you want to use AGPL? Like there's just tons and tons and tons plus versions of them and you're allowed to use historical versions it's very very complicated
0: yeah i do like this one part of the wtfpl it's uh um there is a long ongoing battle between gpl zealots and bsd fanatics about which license type is the most free of the two in fact both license types have unacceptable unacceptable obnoxious clauses such as reproducing a huge disclaimer that is written in all caps. <laughs> it's like part of the reason someone wanted to make this was to get rid of the all caps disclaimer.
1: It's dedication to uh, simplicity.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: This looks like it's from way back, too. This is from... this 04. Version two is in oh, four, yeah.
0: Uh, so clearly, I mean, I'm comfortable saying everyone should switch to the WTFPL
1: I yes, I can see no <laughs> reasons for everyone not to use this in all instances, um, but I think. Oh, the there was uh, one other piece of follow up uh, from 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 Justin. Hi, Justin. Um, <laughs> apparently, I had e- e- egregiously asserted that OpenSSL may be one of the most widely used open source packages, and I was wrong and not only was i wrong but the reason he was so sure that i was wrong is because glibc which compiles i guess it is like one of the main compilers for c code um that had a vulnerability in it in since 2008 that wasn't discovered until years later <laughs> um and that's one of those things that's like well now everything that's ever used this ever is potentially vulnerable not definitely vulnerable not has a known vulnerability but like if if your compiler has a vulnerability that's problematic like that is yeah. a real real problem um so these are exactly the kinds of problems that uh the core yeah is it core infrastructure initiative is hoping to find and solve before you know, the robot apocalypse. And
0: it's not just bugs. It's, you know, in light of the other follow-up topic we just had, there's concern about governments trying to introduce backdoors into compilers, which means that pretty much any software built with that compiler (laughs) could, you know, be leaking information that you wouldn't expect.
1: Yeah. So, uh... I think that's follow up. Walk us into this next topic, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sip on this this delicious yeah. tea a little bit.
0: <laughs> so uh, Microsoft uh, has had their annual conference Build, and uh, I got to be honest, I didn't pay attention to it or really see very many articles about it, which is sad because Microsoft is doing a lot of cool stuff, and especially this time, uh, you know, there was a lot of things they announced, but the big crazy thing that everyone's talking about is Ubuntu on windows or more generally, um, some Linux development tools and, uh, the entire Ubuntu user space is accessible through a, a shell now. So, um, that's crazy. That's really cool. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not a developer, so I'm probably saying inaccurately exactly what this is. But I I, had, I was reading the Ars article about it, and this other one we'll link to, um, saying it's not a virtual machine. It's not Ubuntu in a container. It's not some kind of weird emulation of Ubuntu. That it's actually kind of like the inverse of Wine, um, which, if we remember correctly, means Wine is not an emulator. And <laughs> I, I don't like acronyms that contain themselves because then it's just like endlessly recursive. Like Wine is yeah, not our, an emulator, it's, it's not an emulator. It's a recursive
1: not... <laughs> acronym. It's but, very Linux.
0: Um, if, you know, pending the, uh, the how good it ends up being, it sounds really amazing, kind of what they're doing here.
1: Well, and I think the comparison to Wine is apt for understanding it because I was with you. Like, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, so it's a virtual machine or it's an emulator of some kind. But the fact that it's actually compiled binaries that are accessing native Windows APIs is a big deal because in the the Wine direction, so if you are running Wine on Ubuntu... Those are re-engineered APIs. Yeah. Whereas going the other direction, you don't have to do that because Microsoft built in the ability to call these specific API commands and then Ubuntu compiled against that. So even though I, I actually don't know if, if they're if Windows, the Windows side of it is open source, but it kind of doesn't matter it's because not. <laughs> it's pro- I'm sure it's probably not. But it 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 sort of doesn't matter because the code they worked directly with canonical to do this project so canonical had whatever level of access they needed and now you can run bash the the bash command prompt on windows as well as the vast array of command line tools that unix and linux people and even os10 people kind of like
0: really 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 rely on yeah well i wonder you have to imagine microsoft got sick of staring out into even probably the build conference crowd and seeing just (laughs) apple logos lighting up everywhere and they're like god we gotta do something about this
1: well so they had a project called they being uh microsoft they had a project called astoria which i guess was a um like android app to windows mobile compiler So, oh, you wrote an Android app? Uh, Just press this magic button, and now it's a Windows mobile app. Apparently, it worked, big ironic air quotes, too well. (laughs) And they didn't want people just literally flopping their Android apps onto Windows mobile because then they had no incentive to, like, make it look like a Windows app. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like even if that worked well, it'd be annoying to maintain indefinitely, like, mapping APIs or whatever they're doing.
1: Yeah, you're you're writing yourself a a completely blank check. So instead they used that basis, I guess this Project Astoria uh with Canonical to do this because Ubuntu kind of I'm I'm honestly not entirely sure how they benefit from this other than just like goodwill and perhaps Microsoft gave them money. Yeah. <laughs> um but I mean Microsoft benefits from this so much because now they can turn to all the the Apple people and the Linux people and say like, "Hey, listen. Um, all those like build tools you use, all that command line stuff you rely on. Yeah, we got that now. Yeah. And that, that's a big sell.
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, imagine you're a developer that does still make windows software, whether it's enterprise or for something else. Um, now you don't have to have a Linux virtual machine sitting around just to use these tools. Um, that's cool. That's gotta be a big deal.
1: Well, and especially for, I mean, if you're a hardcore Linux person who does everything from the terminal and you do everything through, you know, build scripts and stuff, like you probably, this will not solve all of your problems. And you, if you're that into Linux, you're probably not like itching to, back like to Windows. You probably like it. Like you probably yeah, don't
0: want to use Windows. I,
1: yeah. But for someone who, uh, I think this really is more kind of targeted at Mac people because it feels like a lot of the things that make, max good for development are tools like ssh and find and grep and awk and sed and xargs and vim and
0: all of these things little to do with apple whatsoever
1: (laughs) right but it has to do with that like the bsd the free bsd um you know roots of apple the posix um background not for apple but for os10 yeah right um so having all of that stuff in there now now assuming it all works as well as they're claiming. um, And one of these articles is actually from one of the guys who worked on this project. So I'm kind of going to take him at his word (laughs) since he's one of the key engineers. Uh, But if it really works as well as they're claiming, then that means some of the stuff that is historically made developing on Windows for anything except Windows development, a pain in the ass, is now maybe not even just more approachable, but exactly as approachable as it would be on a Mac.
0: And I mean do we uh do we attribute this to like that was the ivory tower that Microsoft loved in the 90s of like yeah you can really only make windows software on a on a I mean that it was nice to have that tower before but now it's like oh man we're we're getting our we, we lost mobile and there's all these other arenas that we're not as dominant as we were we need to be able to be a platform for those things too Well
1: we we've joked about this very thing. It's like, you know, is Microsoft going to end up becoming a POSIX compatible OS? Yeah. And this is a really big step in that direction. <laughs> I mean, this is there's still, you know, a very long journey to go before Windows is not Windows. But, you know, this is... I I'm going to hear someone out there can feel free to correct me on Twitter. To me, this seems like as big of a step as os9 to os10 right it's not as deep right it's not as deeply rooted where the entire operating system is based on it but it gives the same kind of functionality to the end user yeah right so i'm sure that someone will tell me how incredibly <laughs> wrong that statement was but well it feels
0: right if, if you ignore like windows is still windows it's uh yeah really just this command line side that's changing but um yeah it's kind of crazy times dogs and cats living together
1: (laughs) and of course the joke has been 2016 is finally actually the year of the linux desktop (laughs) thanks to microsoft windows
0: (laughs) uh always a good excuse to bring that up Can you in your, your wildest dreams ever imagine going back to Windows? I still have Windows installed on my iMac because I still play Counter-Strike and stuff. But I, I mean, is your primary OS? It never really was my primary OS. I mean we we had <laughs> we had Macs growing up, so Oh okay. Um, we had we did have some PCs, but it I guess there was a weird era in the late nineties where we had like a gateway laptop and I didn't have my own computer separately from that. So that was part of that era, but um, I could see myself building a Windows box, especially if I get deep into After Effects and I just want actually modern GPUs to be part (laughs) of my workflow because Apple doesn't really sell a machine that does that. Yes, as a, oh God, which VR
1: company said that?
0: Oculus. Oculus.
1: Uh, yeah, it was just like yeah, we'll make this for OS 10 when Apple sells a good computer. <laughs> it was like, oh, the gun that is thrown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong, at least about GPUs. He's completely right. Yeah, I mean, um, there's that that
1: is a, like a hard numbers thing. <laughs> like you can measure GPU performance, so there's not really a discussion to be had there.
0: Yeah. Um, should we go to our next topic? Yeah, I'm I, I'm trying to figure
1: out how to way to a way to work in um that they really should have called this bashing in windows instead of bash coming to windows or bash on windows, but I I just I'm like my head's swimming a little bit from the medication. I'm 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 coming up blank, but they totally should have called it bashing in windows. <laughs>
0: So our next topic was uh, something I thought of several weeks ago, which was kind of this broad question of what is the future of social media? We've kind of lived with this Facebook and Twitter paradigm for a while, and they're very successful, seem like very stable ideas of what a social network is, and uh, but since things often change, and they often change quickly, especially in tech, I kind of started wondering, like, what's next? Like, even if even if Facebook or Twitter are the ones that invent it, I just wanted to think out loud. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about heady concepts like, I don't know, like frictionless sharing of more expressive things than just pictures and text. And, uh, you know, before I could get anywhere concrete on this, Nintendo was like, you know, it's really like cat suits and donut hats and <laughs> dropping your friends into machines to win prizes. That's the future of social media. <laughs> so they're, they they kind of just flew in and changed the game. Um, remains to be seen. But before we talk about Nintendo's Mitomo app, um, Samsung's building something called Waffle. What is Waffle?
1: So Waffle
0: is a you share something
1: on this network with your friends and then they can add to it and it builds like a grid of shared stuff so if you are sharing pictures and little videos and things it's you end up with a big not quite a mosaic because it doesn't make anything but (laughs) you end up with like a big picture of all the things that people shared. And as you, I think as you go from the center out, you go further back in time or closer to the present. So the, the beginning is like what started it in the middle. Yeah. And then it like grows out from there. It's, um, it's, it seems dumb. (laughs) (laughs) when i saw this i mean first off whenever it's samsung's introducing a new and it's anything but phone or tablet i'm like yawn (laughs) because they just they're not software people they're awesome at hardware they make really good hardware
0: it's like when apple announces a new like web service focused thing and you're like okay you you have to overcome the wave of automatic doubt um I was interested in this quote from Samsung. uh, Waffle offers a new differentiated service that illustrates multiple points of view to generate a collaborative story. And I just, all I have to say is I hate it when companies talk that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're not into uh, brand engagement and marketing?
0: (laughs) Uh, like, be funny or, you know, be edgy or something. Like, you know, their their next big thing is here. Like, when that first started, that was one of the best ad campaigns, uh, clearly, that Samsung has ever done. Like, props to them for that. Like, totally engage the zeitgeist. But <laughs> this kind of language <laughs> is just... Uh, you just said a bunch of corporate crap. I don't care. <laughs> it You share pictures, and then you can, like, comment on them or keep drawing on them. Great. Yeah. And
1: I... I am trying to, if someone wants to enjoy this, that is totally fine. Uh, I also am glad that people are trying to challenge your Twitters and your Facebooks and your MySpaces and your LinkedIns and whatever else because everyone uses Facebook, but everyone hates facebook so there's still (laughs) lots of room for growth and improvement and and new inventions right like we may all be carrying devices around with sensors in them that enable some kind of social networking we never thought of before because our devices didn't have those sensors i don't know i want people to keep trying this kind of stuff that being said now that this has been tried it sure looks dumb (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah yeah, we're not trying to stop experimentation. It's just sometimes <laughs> some experiments are pretty dumb. Um That's and
1: that's, it, that's the thing about pure research though
0: is you got to try <laughs> all kinds of crap. Um and I mean, the whole basis of this network sounds like a feature that's really easy to steal should it prove to have some kind of draw with normal people.
1: Yeah, I uh grid of images. Um <laughs> probably not patentable or at least not a defensible patent
0: yeah (laughs) i just wonder how many dick butts are just collaboratively drawn that start out unintentional but you know these different lines get connected and it's like when reddit like spells through comments what like one letter at a time and yeah you see what they were trying to spell and then what they actually spelled
1: (laughs) i don't know if there's a, a proper name for that but um On whose line is it anyway? They always did like the one word game. It's kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Samsung, keep trying stuff. Lord knows you have the money, but (laughs) it's just this uh, did not entice me in any way. Uh, Check out the video in the show notes and maybe you'll be like, yeah, I want that. Um, But what did entice me is this Mitomo nonsense. So explain this shenanigans (laughs) to me.
0: So, there's a lot of fanfare for this because it's Nintendo's first official mobile app. And it's not a game. They didn't just port Mario and say, deal with the touchscreen. We just shipped Mario. Um, It's a social network uh, based on the me's. You you create a me or port a me or take a picture of yourself and it figures out what you should look like for you. And then, uh, basically, you answer questions. That's all you do. You don't get to post things willy-nilly, status updates... Um, you can add pictures but they're pictures of your virtual avatar. They're not pictures of you. So, and they have like a really detailed editor. You can like choose a background and add other people and like pose them and add expressions and you could go deep in the rabbit hole. But fundamentally, you you add friends, you answer questions, and then you also answer questions about your friends and then you go and comment on them and it's really silly and strange and Japanese as hell. <laughs> 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 and uh, it probably sounds racist, but, um, and it's hilarious. And I mean, this is like day two, so we'll see you in a week. I might just be like, ah, that was fun for a second. But, uh, There's something about, especially uh, the comments, because it doesn't just post comments and show your avatar. It has your avatar act out your comment and speak it using a voice you you set up. And, you know, it's kind of like a a not even as good as Siri kind of voice. It's like a very much speech-to-text machine you're used to hearing, but you can, like, change the pitch. And I turned mine into, like, a shrieking banshee.
1: God, I hate your voice (laughs) so much. (laughs) <laughs> your your, Miitomo's voice sounds to me all the time the way my voice currently sounds in my head. Like, it's just there's, every time I see you commented on something, I'm like... Argh.
0: <laughs> so tied deeply into this social network is uh that you buy outfits for your virtual avatar and presumably they're going to expand this you know, like i want to decorate my apartment and live on a street and get a car and live a whole entire life with more effort than i live my actual life um <laughs> or you know as uh one of our friends of the show echolox point out like he wants tamadachi life like full-on life simulator not just conversations. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but the main mechanics, aside from answering questions, is you can purchase outfits or win them in a little mini game where you drop almost like a... Is it Plinko they call those machines?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Plinko. It sort of looks like a pinball machine, but once it's dropped, it's dropped, so...
0: Yeah. And so where depending on where it lands, you either get useless candy for listening to answers or (laughs) you get new outfits and shirts and pants and it's just ridiculous. And it's kind of captured my whole social circle for the past few days. Well, so
1: here is, is what I want to make sure we doesn't go unsaid. Uh, The onboarding process was kind of like the best I have ever seen. (laughs) Like it's so good. It, it, Connect you to your Nintendo ID if you have one, if you don't, you can always connect it later. you can sign in with social services, so like getting into the thing is super quick,
0: yeah, and adorable
1: and adorable <laughs> um the The camera can be used to take a picture of you and then try and auto build your your me um did you try that no, I didn't, so I tried it and it it just keeps taking pictures like every two or three seconds. So you end up with a bunch of them that you can then be like, oh, this is the one I want or that one. Um, so if no one has ever looked at my Twitter avatar or, or my little uh, host bio on the website, um, I am Caucasian and pretty obviously Caucasian. Like, <laughs> I don't think you would look at me and be like, that gentleman appears to be African-American. No, wait, he's Caucasian. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine that happening. And yet like eight of my 12 auto-generated me's were black, like the darkest (laughs) skin tone. Uh, And I was just like, I I was like, why? Is it because I'm, is it not bright enough in here? Like, why do all of them have black skin and no beard? Like, it's not like my
0: beard comes up to my (laughs) forehead. Like, I just, I was... Were you like in a dark shadow creeping in your pictures? (laughs) So
1: so that's what I thought at first. So I, I made sure I had better lighting and then I let it so I did like six of them. And then I did like six more with better lighting. And just they all came up the same. And then I swear to God, <laughs> I, I just I stopped it. And I deleted all the, the ones that it had done because I was like, No, none of these are I don't want to edit these because they're so far off. And then I just told it to take another picture. And the next one it did was Perfect.
0: Oh, I like, think your, your Miitomo, your avatar looks amazing now. I'm like, that's fine. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it picked the nose I would have picked, it picked the eyes I would have picked, it picked the hair and the hair color, the beard and the beard color. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> did it just have to get those 12 failures out of its system and it'd just be like, nah, we were just kidding. Here's your real one.
0: <laughs> well, I'm reminded of some version of iPhoto like 10 years ago that had face detection and it would constantly ask you, like, is this. Bruce is this Justin and there was one time when it showed a car tire and said is this your mom (laughs) and I was like are you trolling me iPhoto so they may not have the best algorithm like Apple didn't
1: I'm sure this is a hard problem um but I just I was I wasn't surprised like oh it made one of them with like the skin too dark but just to have like a dozen where it obviously went with the darkest available skin tone and no beard. I was like, it must be picking up my beard and then just extrapolating that as my skin. Cause my beard is very dark, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I, I tried to take a screenshot of them, but when I, I pressed back to like tell it to start again, it just deletes them all. And I was just like, Oh, now <laughs> I have no proof of this nonsense. Um, but so that the, you know, once that worked and uh, that whole thing took, you know, 45 seconds, it's not like it was a huge time investment, but, um, that was really impressive. And then the, uh, the whole like kind of connecting and, uh, syncing up with your Nintendo account. At first I was like, well, I don't really play my Wii very ever. And my 3DS is all for like offline stuff. Um, but by connecting uh, your Mitomo account to that, it means, oh, my God, you can play cross-platform. I can play on my Android phone and on my iPad with the one account, and yes. it syncs everything. I was like, holy crap, Nintendo, when did you suddenly get good at the Internet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they had help. I think there was another developer involved. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, this is sort of like Nintendo's one of their first moonshots to reinvent themselves a little bit. I mean, I think for the time being, they're always going to create games, like straight up actual hardcore games. But I do think they're trying to find ways to, you know, I mean, they started out as a card company, you know, like in the 1800s. So they've been through a couple revolutions of different types. And so they may see Wait, that... did uh, you say
1: card or car? Yeah, oh, card. Yeah, car, like playing cards. Yeah, playing okay. cards.
0: Um, and... You know, maybe they they want to make sure hedge their bets and like maybe we'll be a, a weird social interaction company someday. But um, it is really still heavily tied to your Nintendo account if you want it to be, and you can earn. There's, they have like three different currencies going on, which yeah, is kind of confusing because there's
1: candy, um, there's coins, and there's like game bucks or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then I guess there's those, and then there's even just outside, there's like Mitomo points or coins, and then there's like some other kind of coin, and then there's a special gold kind of coin, which is actually useful outside of Mitomo. Like, um, you don't really earn those organically inside Mitomo, but you get, uh, like, if you earn enough gold coins, you can actually purchase Wii software, like digital download codes, which you usually earn those by, like, buying games release and registering them and stuff
1: oh yeah like uh disney does a thing like that with like disney movie rewards points like oh you bought whatever i'm this is fresh on my mind because i just bought star wars episode seven yeah. it was like oh you got 150 points it's like, yay! <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> but yay.
0: so even on day two though i'm starting to get tired of uh Mainly that there's not an easy way to just see notifications I care about in Mitomo. It really wants you to sit there and listen to either your avatar or really go to your friend's flat and listen to them. There is like this one button in the bottom left that lets you kind of see what's happened recently, but it's it's like there's that one friend I don't I'm not really friends with, I was just trying things out with, and I don't care about <laughs> any of their answers to any question. And... <laughs> they are littering that notification stream like crazy. And I'm like, do I unfriend them? There's literally no other option.
1: Yeah. So this is, um, this is what I've been thinking about with this, uh, Mitomo network in relation to the broader topic you had originally posed of like the future of social media, (laughs) which is, uh, this game for me really, uh, calls up the duality of the network effect on the low end so like if there's no friends on it you're not going to use this thing by itself right like uh twitter by itself even if nobody is following you someone could find your tweets publicly right without logging in without having an account so you could argue like oh you're creating a public record of what sandwiches you ate recently (laughs) right and so like there's i mean it's a hard sell but there's some kind of benefit whereas on you know like a facebook or, or a, a meet homo um if you don't have any friends there's nothing to do like yeah yeah you could play the little games and dress up but i mean just do that on the
0: wii <laughs> yeah and, and then, all the rewards are tied into interacting with your friends and adding more of them
1: yes so you would have to probably just spend real money to buy
0: no, fake never. Clothes, I'm be- never spending real money.
1: <laughs> no, agreed. Um, But then the, the other extreme from the network effect of not having enough people is the signal-to-noise problem. Like, now you have all these friends, you're connected with a thousand people, and oh my god, I don't care what 998 of them have to say. <laughs> so how do I, like, get... And this is, you know, when you get to that end of it, that's when... Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and everybody is like, we're going to algorithmically sort this. Yeah, And you're like, no, let me just, let me decide whose stuff I want to see. Like it, yeah. this is a hard problem, but this, because the way you interact with comments and content is so slow and laborious yes. because it's supposed to be, I feel like it's that way by design. But I mean, if you were friends with more than, a couple dozen people i do not feel like this would be usable
0: no um they really to me it's not that they need to go algorithm on us um they just need one more click it's like binary right now friends or not and like just give me a best friends option and those are the ones i really care about and i give me a way to look up the other ones but not have them constantly in my face and we're good
1: yeah i agree Um, that also brings up the, you know, your, the way you're connected to other people and how they can connect to you also brings up the potential for how are they going to handle spam and harassment? Because when you have a binary connection, that kind of helps with that a lot, right? Like you request to be my friend and I either say yes or no. And if I say yes, you can see all the things. And if I say no, you can see none of the things. So I can't kind of let you into my life, my Tomo life, like I have to let you in completely, which means if you're a stranger, I'm not going to do that. And if <laughs> yeah. I do and you decide you're going to harass me and spam me and, and, and be, you know, all crappy, then I could unfriend you. But with something like Twitter, where you can follow people that aren't following you and you can see their stuff, even if you don't have an account because it's just public on the web, like that creates these very real and very difficult uh, harassment and trolling shadow puppets. yeah yeah whereas with a Miitomo you can't you can't do that I'm sure there are other ways to troll and harass people but you at least can't do what's happening on Twitter yeah so what do you how do you open it up a little bit the way you're describing but then also kind of handle some of those issues because remember this is a Nintendo thing it has got to stay family friendly
0: yeah, they, and even though that it kind of blew my mind, they don't censor. Like, I can type swear words into my comments and they, they go. Um, so, that would kind of blew my mind knowing Nintendo that it doesn't like, even though everyone would just find a way to phonetically do it around their filters if they try to block it. But oh, oh, oh. So,
1: this was another thing that I thought was like an amazing touch. Uh, when you're setting up your, your Miitomo, it asks you what you want to be called, and then it asks you, how is that pronounced?
0: Yeah. So
1: so if the way it's spelled and then the way the robot tries to pronounce it is wrong, you can tell it, no, no, pronounce it like this. So I'm going by lions because my name, right? But it pronounced it the French way, Lyon. And I was like, <laughs> no, pronounce it like the animal, L-I-O-N-S. And now it says it right. And I was like, hell yes, that's such an amazing touch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like there's... Like, when you describe the service to someone, it sounds like the stupidest thing anyone could ever come up with. You're like, so you just kind of, like, answer questions, and then there's these silly cartoons, and you're like, yep. Yeah, yep. (laughs) But it's full of what companies like Nintendo and Disney and some other companies you might mention, like, full of like that delight that they infuse into almost everything they do, which turns some people off, but um, is so much fun for other people. And my main thing is like the, the thing I'm having the most fun with is the ridiculousness of hearing the comments acted out. And I want them to create more reasons for that interaction. Like even if you you just give me tic-tac-toe, plus I can comment every time I play, like, between friends, <laughs> that would be hilarious just to give us an excuse to hear insane things spoken by these avatars.
1: Well, and the the little animations seem to be fairly somewhat sophisticated because, like, in one of, uh, I can't remember the exact details, but, like, You posted something, and then there was a comment on it that had a positive and a negative part. Like, it was a compound sentence that was expressing a complicated thought. And because there were positive words, the Miitomo did, like, a little happy dance. And then when it got to the (laughs) negative part, it made, like, an angry face. And I was like, oh, holy crap. It kind of understands that there were multiple emotions in that sentence. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, if you say love, like hearts will replace your eyes, and it'll get all like excited, or yeah. you know, dance, or cry, or laugh. Like it, it responds to definitely a, a bunch of keywords. Yeah, um, I'm sure. If I'm sure all- if
1: you did something like I would love to murder you and dance on your grave, like the <laughs> the animation would be very terrifying <laughs> next to those words.
0: And that's the thing I love. Like, I mean, the costumes play into it because everything that makes your average like me look more like an insane person while saying (laughs) things. Um, Right? I think I currently have like a a blonde, almost like founding fathers wig on, (laughs) and then I'm still wearing the waffle suit because I haven't gotten a more crazy suit yet.
1: I'm sorry. Can you explain for the listeners what a waffle suit
0: is? So imagine. uh, I think it looks more like pancakes, but nonetheless. Um, imagine like a stack of like 20 giant pancakes like enough pancakes to cover from like my knees to my shoulders Um, (laughs) and i'm wearing it as a suit and then a giant curly blonde founding father's wig Um, we'll we'll add a picture to the show notes Uh,
1: (laughs) yes i I was gonna say we absolutely must include although a picture in mitomo is not it's not like getting a picture of a cartoon character because you're incentivized heavily to frequently change your clothes. So, like, if you see a picture of Doug, Doug always looks like Doug because he literally has a closet with identical outfits and it, yeah. there's an episode <laughs> about it. But in MitoMo, like, you gotta have to learn what the person's face looks like and know their name because in each... You know, picture every day they may have on totally different clothes because they're trying to get that sweet, sweet, whatever that currency is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but I, I haven't changed because I, I like looking crazy. Um, but that plays into the comments of like, oh, this pancake suit man is saying, is yelling things at me <laughs> in, well, in a shrieking, shrieking banshee, 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 banshee voice. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> God. And at first you had it as, was it really low? something at first you had some other horrible way and then you found a way to make it worse
0: well i added accent and energy to it so it like shrieks in an oscillating way and not just one way
1: oh god it's so awful but it's (laughs) i i found myself somewhat compelled i was like i kind of want to check in and see what's going on and answer questions and I've noticed, like you and Justin, are really getting off on gaming the answers to your
0: questions. <laughs> uh, I like the private ones where I, you know, it, it asks me what someone's celebrity lookalike is, and I just come up with the most obviously wrong option possible. Yeah, yeah go ahead
1: and tell me what you said my celebrity lookalike was. <laughs>
0: was it Wanda Sykes?
1: It was Wanda Sykes. And now, in hindsight, knowing that Mitomo <laughs> tried to make me black. <laughs> maybe I do look like Wanda Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so it's it's got the and, you know it's the fifteen minutes of fame is definitely lighting up in my circles. Rumitomo let's see if Nintendo has more than fifteen minutes in them. But you know, is this the future of social media? I don't know, but maybe it's one corner of it. <laughs> is these crazy life simulators of cartoonishness. I, I could see that being a stable thing. People do maybe more successful than second life.
1: It is a social thing, but it feels closer to game with social elements, right? Which you would kind of expect from Nintendo.
0: Yeah. Well, it, we'll have to see how they evolve it. Cause there's other than the win prizes, mini game, there's, it's sort of not a game. It's, answering questions a lot and laughing but there's like no goal um depending on how you want to define game um Uh, but (laughs) but it's it's in a weird space i agree completely like it's it's some kind of hybrid world we're looking at
1: i can't imagine this going out of control and saying like well, Mitomo is the social network I use for this. And then I have these 37 (laughs) other social networks I use for these other really niche things, right? Like maybe a few, maybe three or four, but uh, I I can't have 20 social networks. I don't think anybody wants that.
0: No, and very soon after that, I I mean, that's one of the notable things about Mitomo is there is no blank status box for you to... Do the same thing you do on every other social network. Um, you can't if if you wanted this to be Twitter for you, you can't make it be Twitter for you. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the most interesting things about it is that it's more it's more controlled by Nintendo than the other networks are controlled by their owners in terms of content,
1: for sure. And that's probably part of that is to stick with the Nintendo. Uh, kind of design philosophy of like coaching your players or your users to the, the goal you have set for them. Right. Nintendo is not big on like, do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then on the other hand, it's, uh, it probably also helps to keep it a little bit more family friendly. Like, yeah, you can't just show up and be like, F this, F that, F you, F everybody. Like you could do (laughs) that in a comment, but you can't just throw that out into the world unbidden yeah. i guess
0: it's an interesting play and i i really wonder like will the next nintendo console have Motomo just built into it they better do that like there's rumors they're going to unveil an x this summer um probably at e3 or around it and like it, assuming Motomo doesn't like dead and, and abandoned by then and it actually takes off which they had three million users in one day so that's not bad um i really want to see that and oh yeah there's a you know press menu to go to the you know the the home screen of they better do like a, a damn home screen that's like fast <laughs> and quick, not like the Wii U's, which you press the home button and like 10 minutes later, you're looking at your home screen.
1: So is it not a little weird that they're already getting ready to announce the next console and the Legend of Zelda has not even dropped for the Wii U yet? Like they're still teasing that.
0: That happened last gen because the Twilight Princess came out As a launch title for Wii.
1: Well, yeah, but there were other Legend of Zeldas on the GameCube, though.
0: Yeah, there was Wind Waker.
1: This Legend of Zelda was supposed to be the Wii U's Legend of Zelda. (laughs) And it's like, is it going to miss it? Like, what's happening here?
0: I wonder if it'll even come out this year. Um, I don't know. Didn't it already get delayed once or twice?
1: like <laughs> yeah, publicly be, I, they admitted
0: it wouldn't be a Zelda game if it wasn't it wouldn't be a 3D era Zelda game if it wasn't delayed
1: <laughs> so my my final thoughts on this are two bizarre um l- like places where the polish was not uh fully you know rubbed into the chrome uh on the iOS version if I have played most recently on Android it gives me a system error and says uh you will now be playing on this device but the last time you played on a different device and everything works fine but for some reason it says system error and it's like yeah. really, it's really threatening <laughs> like concerning
0: i feel bad i did that when i switched to ipad and was like oh i'm going to sign in oh did i do something <laughs>
1: yeah um but but everything works fine i think it's just bad uh bad verbiage and then the other thing on the android side is when you enter text you, for some reason, you get like the gingerbread text box, <laughs> not the keyboard. You still get the modern keyboard. But I can just tell because I remember that this is one of the old, old, old versions of the text entry box. And I'm just like, how did this even happen? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have to deliberately go for this. <laughs> That's what
1: I mean. Like, why did you not just pull the bog standard one? <laughs> So that that's confusing, but I mean both of those are are very minor fixes. So and they're not harshing the experience in any way. It's just because everything else is pretty darn polished except for some of the workflow things like you talked about, but everything else is pretty darn polished. So those two things just like really stand out.
0: Yeah. Um it's also a battery hog because you're basically running a th- you are not just basically running a 3D engine the whole time, like a game engine um that happens to just show characters in a room talking but um i you know assuming they they keep uh growing and that this isn't just a flash in the pan i i don't think it'll be long before all the crappy clickbait articles about the new future of social media that i was trying to tease (laughs) out thoughtfully in this episode but everyone's going to be hyperbolic about either way um how long until uh, some uh, politician says that Mitomo is destroying our youth? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I lost my job because of Mitomo. Mitomo <laughs> made my spouse leave me and take the kids. Yeah, all all that'll happen because that's just that's sweet sweet clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get them clicks. But th- this is, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I think, viewing it as almost more of a game like it's kind of like the sims than just strictly a social network could potentially hurt its growth but extend its shelf life yeah because like if it doesn't take off as a social network but people play it as a game then it's like oh it's okay so it's like the sims but if it does take off as a social network then they'll have a different suite of problems they have to solve yeah Can you please change your shrieking voice? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Take us home.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to episode 113 of Flipping Tables. Uh, you can check out show notes for links to all this stuff uh, at sunriserobot.net slash FlippingTables slash uh, 113. Me and Lions love feedback, and we're on Twitter, and if uh, you really royally hand us our ass back to us, <laughs> um, we will be good sports about it and feature follow-up. So uh, uh, I'm at pseudo Michael on Twitter. That's S-U-D-O Michael, and Lions. you are? at
1: lions in beta.
0: Um, while you're at our website, checking out the show notes, you should also subscribe to our show. We have an iTunes button. If you're an Apple user, um, or you can use the RSS button for pretty much any other podcatcher. What's a podcatcher? No one knows what that is, but it's an app for listening to podcasts. And uh, I like to use one called overcast.fm for iOS. Um, there's also pocket casts or podcast addict, which are cross-platform options. Um, then you can just use those RSS buttons on our website to subscribe to the show, and that way you get new episodes automatically delivered to you right when they release, which tends to be like Monday at midnight, even though it's really Tuesday that we're aiming for and sometimes release on. <laughs> um, it's nicer to you know ship it out when you go to bed and not have to deal with it at work. Um, if you'd like to support our show, um, you, there's a couple things you can do. If you go to sunriserobot.net slash support, um, you can there's links there to our iTunes pages, which even even if you hate iTunes, you don't like using iTunes, it turns out that ratings and reviews given in iTunes for podcasts are still really important. And so that's a huge way you can help us out. Uh, you know, just leave a rating, uh, let us know how we're doing on the show, and that can help other people discover the show. So there's direct links there uh, on that support page. Um, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can go to our Patreon. So at patreon.com slash sunrise robot, you can put dollars to the network which just helps us keep the lights on and the tape rolling as it were Um, and we love our patreon sponsors so much and depending on the level you support us you get your name mentioned at the end of flipping tables or at the end of every show on sunrise robot and with that special thanks to matt mariner sean byrne benji robinson shrieking banshee cunningham carolyn kraut cliff lyons ido abramovich and justin edwards we love you all
1: so so much
0: We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.